It's June and we are getting back to business. Boy, this lockdown has challenged our emotional and physical resiliency. We spent May talking about emotional and mental health. And in June, it's time to talk about women who are creating strategies to get work done. So excited to share these stories with you. Grab a glass of wine and join us. It's my pleasure to have Annie Scranton on the show today. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, and you have quite the professional setup. I mean, no one else can see you on Zoom, but you've got this fancy looking microphone, so you sound really good. Thank you. Well, that's the benefit of being married to someone who runs a video production company and podcasting studio. Yeah, how lucky for you as someone who owns a PR firm. <laughs> it goes hand in hand. It works out well. Absolutely. Well, since we're already into that, um, why don't we go ahead and just let you have the stage for a second, or, or the mic, and let everybody know a little bit about Annie and the work that you do. Um, give us the inspiration for starting um, the Pace Public Relations firm that you have. Sure, yeah, I started the firm 10 years ago. We just celebrated our, our 10 year anniversary in May. Um, and really the idea for starting the company came about from me getting laid off from my previous job. Um, I had worked as a producer for Donnie Deutsch at CNBC and um, his show got canceled. So I found myself at the age of 28, unemployed, not a lot of money in the bank at all. And really worried. Um, so, you know, the first thing I did was call my mom and cry. And then after we, after she talked me through it, um, I sent an email out to my entire network saying, um, I just lost my job. The show was canceled. If you have any ideas of openings or jobs, please let me know. And I got an email back that changed the entire course of my life. Um, it was from a publicist who I had been booking his clients on Donnie's show. And he said to me, I know you haven't done PR work before, but would you be interested in helping me on this project? I have a client currently who has written a book on the stock markets. He was a former trader. And he said, if you could get him booked on any show on CNBC, I'll pay you 500 bucks. And I was like, okay. So I sent it to my friend who worked in the newsroom. And she said, oh, he looks great. Can he come on the show on Friday? And like that, you know, I had secured a national TV booking, made 500 bucks, and which was a lot of money, you know, to me at the time. It still is, I think. Um, and, and just that light bulb went off where I realized that I held a sort of a special currency that not a lot of other people had, which is that I had worked at so many different networks and I knew so many of the producers who were the decision makers and going on national TV can really, really help, you know, an individual or a business or a brand to get to that next level. Absolutely. And I bet you just get stepped on that um, bottom rung of the ladder and kept climbing. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I double dipped for a while because I was offered a couple of days later a full-time job at HLN, uh, which is CNN sister network. Um, but, you know, I would, I would work on the PR stuff on the side and I was still build, building my network. And when I officially went out on my own when I was 30, 10 years ago, um, it was just me, you know, and I was working in my apartment and my studio apartment and 
literally working like 16 hour days and, but I loved it. It was so fun and I was so motivated and I'd always worked for a big corporation. I'd never, you know, worked obviously for myself before and it just really worked for me. Um, and, you know, started out slow, like adding one employee, then two, you know, and so on and so forth. And, and now there's 12 of us at the firm. Oh, that's great. Wow. What a success. Thank you. And your 10th anniversary coming up. That's um, such an accomplishment really for, I mean, no, with all due respect, you're young to me. (laughs) That's a lot to accomplish to have a New York PR firm that's been so successful. Thank you. Um, Yeah, it's, it's, I, I think so too. I mean, sometimes when you're in the middle of working, you don't really take time to recognize sort of what you've accomplished. Um, But I am very proud of it. And, you know, mostly because I really believe that we're helping, you know, our clients um, in a very positive way. And it feels good to like be contributing, you know, employing people and, and all that kind of good stuff. And also, you know, I still get a rush of excitement when we get a big TV booking, you know, or we get a great placement for our clients. So I think if you don't have that passion, then it's, it's not going to really last that long. Absolutely. Well, you have to love uh, promoting people to be in the PR business. Yes. I don't know if you know, I spent 25 years in high tech PR, a little bit different, but um, I had to really believe in the product. It was so hard to sell something that I didn't believe in, in terms of selling a story because you're making a huge impact. So, yeah, I mean, that's a benefit of, you know, where we are now is that we can be somewhat selective in the clients that we take on. Um, you know, when I was starting out, it, I didn't really have that luxury. So, you know, we were maybe promoting brands we didn't really use ourselves or that, you know, we, we weren't quite sure about. Um, but I, I do think that to be effective at PR and promotion you have to really buy into what you're what you're pushing because if you don't, um, even if you're the best salesman ever, it's still going to come off. I think as um, uh, disingenuous. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to find something in it that you can really promote. It's, it's so true. So tell me what it's like. You know, what we're doing here is providing a blueprint or strategies for other women who are building. They're at different points on the ladder. So it might be business owners like you, some might be aspiring to own a business one day. So um, tell me what it's like to manage this crew of people. How do you keep them inspired and how have you kept them motivated throughout this whole pandemic stuff? Um, That's a big question. Um, And I, I, you know, I, how do I, how have I kept them motivated? I hope I've kept them motivated and I think I think part of it honestly is probably just I'm very very honest and have a lot of candor with my staff and when everything started hitting with the coronavirus um it was obviously very scary for the for the country and for the world but it was scary for our business too we immediately lost several clients, um, you know, who were in the travel space or the luxury space or the retail space where, you know, those industries were just getting decimated. Right. Um, and, and they had to save every dollar that they could. Um, and I do remember one team meeting over zoom where I, 
I got emotional. I started crying with the staff and I was like, listen, I don't want to have to lay anybody off, but I honestly don't know what's going to keep happening, you know, um, with the business. And thank God, you know, it was, it was just a short period, you know, where we were sort of down and losing clients because we got a lot of new clients um, in light of the pandemic. People or companies who were, who were experts in remote learning and psychology and infectious diseases and, you know, all of those things that really the media was looking for experts on and, and commentary from. Um, so I think I hope the combination of being honest with them, but also bringing in new business, you know, during a pandemic is, I think, something also to be kind of proud of and inspired by. Um, And we continue to really just excel at getting a lot of bookings and placements and interviews for our clients. So, you know, what what we kept doing didn't change. It's just that the client base and the situation we were in, you know, really changed around us a lot. But we also just try, I tried to make it a point to have, you know, Zoom happy hours and add in little sort of like team building boost, like sort of, you know, little games we play over Slack and, and um, you know, different things like that, just so that way we could feel like a team instead of just um, like we're just working from home, you know, 10 hours a day or whatever. Yeah, really good point. Yeah, um, it's important to maintain those connections. Uh, we did the Zoom happy hours too, our little community. It's um, it's nice just to see people have conversations, maybe have a reason to put mascara on, maybe. If you <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, probably the amount of times I've put on makeup since this happened is like, three and it's only been when we've had a, I've had an on camera like sort of thing going on. Um, but I think all kidding aside, just like, you know, the people you work with, you're still spending a lot of time with every day. It's just remotely now. Um, but having, having that sort of personal connection to them, I think just increases everybody's, um, you know, productivity and enjoyment for in their job. Don't you think it's fun to see a little bit of the personal side when you're connecting and you're all in your sweats and no one's wearing makeup and sometimes your dog might appear or your daughter, little Rose, might appear in the screen or pull in on your hair. Um, I don't know if you've watched any of the Tonight Show episodes, but I've loved the way that Jimmy Fallon is just like making it so real at home. Totally. And, and, and yeah, we, we do that. We, every week, like through Slack, um, they, there's this extension where it pairs you up with a different person in the company where the whole purpose is to find 30 minutes where you don't talk about work and you just talk about what's going on in your life. And you kind of, you know, there's like prompts for questions to ask or, you know, an activity to do. Um, but you know, to your point yesterday, I was, I was having my, you know, my, my time with a colleague of mine named Natalie and my daughter Rose, she's, she's almost two. She was front and center and she was doing these puzzles and putting them together and she wanted to show Natalie and kind of showing off. And, you know, it feels good. It's like, this is who I am. This is what's going on. And, um, you know, just being able to connect like that is, is nice. I mean, also just because, you know, I'm not really like seeing anybody on a personal level. Anyway. Um, so it's nice to still have a social aspect to what I'm doing. Yeah. Not that our families aren't just delightful, but 
<laughs> you know, you need to have those friends too. <laughs> the, the first time I actually went for a walk with girlfriends, I got teary eyed and I tend to be a very, um, tender hearted person to begin with, but just to see a girlfriend and hug a girlfriend <laughs> was just such a magical moment for me. So speaking of girlfriends, um, you, um, told a story once about getting to speak at a women in tech tech conference. So, um, you got to introduce a very special person who's, um, pretty well known. Um, and I'm going to let you kind of cue up that experience and what it was like to be in a position where you get to kind of elevate somebody who you already respect. Sure. Yeah. So I, you know, part of my job doing PR is being public facing. And so I do a lot of, you know, seminars and speaking engagements, but this one was unique because at the, the inaugural uh, Women Impact Tech Conference, um, which was um, co-founded by Ariana Huffington and Thrive Global, um, for for some reason, which I, I I happily accepted, they asked me to introduce Ariana um, as the uh, the keynote opener to the conference. And I mean, it was it was such a special moment for me because I've. I've met a, a ton of different celebrities and personalities, you know, over the years working in, in TV news, um, you know, and, and in my PR career, but I never had the chance to introduce somebody and kind of get to know that person like a little more, a little more on, on an intimate level. Um, and so really for me, the main takeaways were I was just floored by how um, down to earth Ariana Huffington was. She was so kind, so gracious, um, and genuine. You know, you could really just tell she was interested in talking to me. She was interested in helping the women who were attending the conference. I mean, she herself is an incredible entrepreneur and, you know, um, someone who's just continually grown and pivoted in her career um, that I find really inspiring. Um, and the second thing that was crazy was when I met her backstage for the first time, she and I were sitting down and we were talking and she opened up this folder and in the folder was a, a whole packet of printouts of everything on me. Like literally everything that probably her assistant could find on Google. Um, yeah, there's a picture of me, my Facebook profile picture of me and Mike and my daughter Rose and, you know, just everything of different places I'd spoken, awards I'd won, clients I represent. And it wasn't just that she wanted to have that information on hand. She had read it. Like she had literally gone through every single thing and was took the time to be so well informed about me. And I'm like, who am I? Like you're you're like, you know, the important one. I should be like looking up you and everything you've done, you know, down to the, you know, down to every exact detail. So um I just I just took took that away as um something that was also really inspiring because, you know, she's obviously it's, a, it's an example of somebody putting in real time and effort to make a genuine connection. That's, that's a really great takeaway from that story. All of us, when we have an opportunity to meet with somebody, especially someone who's giving away valuable time, it's so important. Somebody told me once you should spend at least twice the time that you're going to spend with them preparing to spend that time with them. 
so that they know that you've, you've done your work. And I love that she's done that in reverse, that she's taken the time to get to know you. Exactly. Oh, short engagement. I think that's an amazing strategy for all of us to employ in our lives. I would, I I try, I now, and honestly, it has inspired me to do, to do that more often. I mean, you know, everyone complains you don't have enough time. There's not enough hours in the day, but you know, there's time if you want to make it. When I was in PR, we had people on the team who created these briefing books and our clients grew to rely on them because not only did it say what articles this uh, media outlet has written or what kind of TV shows they've done, it gives us information on their dog and their favorite barbecue. (laughs) We want to be able to generate conversation I mean, recognize that we're humans. And I think this crisis has done a lot to normalize Yes. Wouldn't you say? I mean, yeah, we've all, you know, seen the British broadcast journalist whose, you know, kid and wife came barging in during the live interview. And, you know, that's kind of like all of our realities now. Um, You know, people are juggling crying kids and making dinner and, you know, doing a million other things um, in the background. And, you know, to your point about really getting to know like the human personal aspects, it's something that we've implemented at our company where before we officially start an engagement with a client, we have them fill out this new client questionnaire so we can really get to know them and understand what their goals and expectations and what they want to see from us. But we ask a bunch of very like personal kind of questions in there because first of all, we want to get to know them. But second of all, when you're pitching somebody and you're going to the media, you never know like what's going to resonate with a journalist. A reporter could have the same art collection. They could have the same hobby that you do, you know, and sometimes that could be a really great way to build that relationship. So true. So true. Uh, you never know what that will lead to in the long run too. In being in the PR business, the clients are, are, one and lost based on trust, right? But it, it's not even just PR though. It's like if you don't have genuine interactions with the people you're working with or your clients or customers, I just think it's going to be that much harder for you to really get to the next level in your career or excel or you know pivot if you want to. Like, um, So if you don't have a real genuine interest in the people that you're dealing with on a daily basis... I don't, I don't, I think you're probably in the wrong profession. Well, no matter what profession, sales is exactly business. All of us are really in sales in some way. We're, we're um, trying to communicate a concept or, or somebody has, everyone has somebody to influence. And you're right. Building that personal connection is the only way. I've um, seen it happen time and time again. That You can have the best marketing strategy, but if people don't know who you are and really know who you are, there's not a chance they're going to put money down on you. It's, it's, I mean, listen, I'm in PR, so obviously that's what I believe too. Um, but, but as somebody who's worked in the media and now promoting people in the media, the power that it has is, is very real. Um, and, you know, even if you don't believe that you're at that level, um, when you go on CNN or when you are quoted in the New York Times or whatever, um, it, it automatically raises your legitimacy and credibility and in the eyes of other prospective clients or you know people you may be wanting to work with. Yeah. Well, speaking of credibility and trust, 
I noticed on your website that you're offering a free PR consultation to small businesses trying to navigate these <laughs> uncharted waters. So tell us a little bit about that and how people can contact your firm. Sure. I mean, we are a small firm, but we we have multiple clients on national TV and featured in national print, digital media, and podcasts every day. So we have we believe we have some real power um, to help clients kind of get noticed and get out there. Um, but it, you know, as I said before, we were impacted at the beginning of the pandemic, and obviously the economy is you know what it is right now. So we just wanted to do our part to try to offer any help that we possibly could. So um, if someone is listening and they have a startup or a company or a brand, or they are a thought leader, an expert in some area, um, just email me. Um, it's Annie at PacePublicRelations.com. Our website is PacePublicRelations.com and our contact info is on there as well. And um, I would love to, to talk to you and try to help in any way I can. Nice. He's really generous. I love that you've offered that. I hope people take you up on it. It's really important to- Thank you, uh, me too. You give back right now and, and know it comes back around to you. So at the end of a um, Tuesday, what <laughs> wine, I, I, I love the story behind your wine. So I'm going to tell you. Um, I, uh, I have a daughter named Rose, um, as I mentioned. So um, tonight, in honor of her, I'm drinking some Whispering Angel Rosé, um, which is very delightful for summertime. Um, but my my usual go-to drink for wine is a very buttery Chardonnay. Yeah, I'm with you, girl, on the on the buttery Chardonnay. If I'm going to have a Chardonnay, it's going to be buttery. Just uh, go for it. So we can bring together, we've established that. That's good. It's important. important. Can't wait. Well, I'm so grateful to have you on the show. Is there anything else we need to know about Annie? No, reach out to me. If you have any questions about, about PR or media or TV news or anything like that, that is my wheelhouse. And, you know, I'm, I'm a people person. I'd love, I'd love to chat and connect. Nice. Thank you so much, Annie, for taking the time to be with us today. Really appreciate Thank it. you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on Women, Wine, and Leadership. We hope you found a few useful strategies today. If you want to keep up with what else we're doing with all of our friends, check out 360 Life Strategies on Facebook. Check out our Wine Palace on Pinterest at 360 Life Strategies. Or just go to 360lifestrategies.com, check out what's going on, and sign up to stay in touch or get a free strategy session. Have a great day.